The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to UCI Conversations, a weekly public affairs program dedicated to exploring everything in the land of blue and gold with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and last but not least, zot, 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 everyday anteaters. Hey everybody, this is UCI Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and do we have a special show for you today? With the start of the fall quarter 2021, UCI Conversations is taking on a new look. Starting next week, there will be a new co-host for the show every other week, but she's not new to KUCI. Her name is Sabel Kaler, and she has already been hosting her own KUCI show office hours for over a year and a half, and she's been doing such a great job exploring the land of blue and gold that we both thought, well, what the heck? You know, our shows are very similar. Why don't we join forces and see what evolves? So what could be more natural than to actually interview Sabelle today just to get to know her a little bit more and see what she's up to on campus? So welcome co-host Sabelle Kaler. How are you today? I'm great, Kevin. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk on the show and inviting me to be a part of it. I am very excited to join forces Fantastic. Well, I always like to ask guests, where did you grow up and what did you like to do when you were a kid? That's a great question. So I am from Las Vegas, Nevada. I was actually born in Palo Alto, which is in Northern California, but I've lived in Las Vegas my entire life. And, you know, in Las Vegas, I wouldn't say there's a lot of nature necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I do love hiking at Red Rock Canyon, which is a great I, spot. I love hiking there too. Oh yeah, it's great. And Mount Charleston as well. And growing up, I had kind of a unique experience. I'm actually a triplet. I have oh, a brother and a sister. Wow, yeah. look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was great growing up because there was always someone to hang out with. We had a lot of fun just doing all sorts of things. I uh, was a big reader, too, growing up, and ever since I was a kid, always loved singing and dancing and, yeah, watching things, reading stories, which led me to where I am today as a theater and film major. Yeah, very good. You know, do you remember, do you have, like, one book in particular, or was it a movie, or anything that had a lot of impact on you that you'll just always remember? That's a great question. 
it's hard to pinpoint just a couple books or a couple movies because there's so many. In fact, I always have trouble even picking a favorite if someone asks me something like that. I do remember the Harry Potter books being one of the first that I really got into, which is true for a lot of people, I think. And as I was growing up as a teenager, I really liked the Ender's Game science fiction series, as well as I remember reading Trevor Noah's memoir about growing up in South Africa. I remember that being a very great read, if you ever get the chance to read it. Yeah. Can you remind us, because I forget, who was Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah took over as the host of The Daily Show, took over from the great Jon Stewart. Of course. Well, very good. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, your generation, that Harry Potter series was just so amazing. When the movies came out, were you good? Were like, oh, yeah, these are just as good as the books? Or did you feel like didn't quite work for you? What what were your thoughts? I I thought they were great. But I wasn't a big Harry Potter reader, but my kids were. What was your feeling? Well, I was about 11 or 12 when the last movie came out. So I wasn't really like aware when a lot of them were coming out. I enjoyed the movies. I think that (laughs) it is true that movies rarely are able to capture everything from a book which is just the nature of adaptation. But I think that the Harry Potter movies did a pretty great job. Of course, it's interesting now to talk about Harry Potter because since then, J.K. Rowling, the author, has come to light as having some bigoted and transphobic viewpoints, which is very sad. But Mm. all that to say, (laughs) there were a lot of books and movies that really inspired me growing up. Yes, yes. Did you always know that you'd go to college? I think I did always know that I would go to college. I definitely didn't know what major I was going Mm. to do. Like I said, I started doing theater when I was about nine years old. And I've been already acting, or not acting, I'd already been singing and dancing before that. And I also actually was in a student film at Chapman when I was 12 years old, which definitely... Highly alerted me to film and made me very interested in that. But growing up, I also had a lot of other interests, such as politics. I've always been very involved in that. I was volunteering as a kid on the 2012 and 2016 presidential campaigns. And I also was very interested in science, especially biology, So those were majors that I had considered, which is great because now I get to interview people from science and social science and all other fields on KUCI. Great. Oh, excellent. So what was the turning point? You're studying a double major, right? Acting and then film and media studies. Is that correct? Yes. Theater and film and media studies. Okay. When did you decide and what was it about those that captured your attention? I definitely had thought about wanting to be a filmmaker growing up throughout high school. And it was never something that I was really able to get that involved in back then. Mm -hmm. However, when I came to UCI, I actually knew 
that I wanted to, I came in as a theater major, but I knew I wanted to do film as well. Mm. And even the fact that UCI has a film major and a digital filmmaking minor was one of the points that drew me to it, as well as the fact that it is close to LA, comparatively Mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. So when I first got to UCI, I signed up for FADA, which is the Film and Drama Alliance at UCI, which is a great student organization that makes films. And that was a great way to really meet other filmmakers and immediately start to learn what it was like to be on set and make film. Mm, Very good. And film and media studies, you know, do you feel like it just gives you a solid foundation or, you know, what is it about that, you know, was important for you to, to double major with that? So film and media studies is one major. And then my other major is is drama. Hmm. And the thing about film and media studies is that at UCI, it is a humanities program. It is a theoretical program. However, it also includes production and screenwriting classes. But yes, it is one major. And since I'm on the air, I will plug this as well. The digital filmmaking minor, which I am also in, is through the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. And more so than the film and media studies major, it focuses on the actual nuts and bolts of filmmaking and production. And it teaches students how to use film equipment, how to edit, how to really be involved in the technical aspects of it. And actually, as it turns out, the digital filmmaking minor is in danger of becoming defunded or transformed into something different this year Mm -hmm. as our main professor, Brian Jackson will be leaving in December. Mm -hmm. And this is because of a decision from the administration to put less funding into the program. And so I've actually been meeting with various members of the administration and trying to advocate for this program to continue. Gotcha. Wow, very good. What is it about acting that so attracts you? Well, I actually wouldn't say acting is entirely my main focus anymore. I am a theater major and my focus has shifted to directing theater. Mm. However, I still do love acting. And I think there's just something so great about really entering these stories and letting your imagination take you and put you in these different circumstances and creating art that is so transformative and is so moving. Yeah, that's, I think, what I love about acting. It is a form of play. It is something that you're able to do with other people and really put a lot of trust and a lot of emotion into your scene partner or partners, especially when it's combined with singing and dancing. It's just something that's a lot of fun. And now that I'm focused on directing, I really enjoy working with actors and helping them develop their best performance and feel comfortable and just having fun really exploring a a play and analyzing it and just really getting into all the characters and the motivations and, you know, making it the way that it will eventually be on stage. 
Gotcha. Do you have any directing projects coming up? I do. Uh, I'm actually directing one of the audio theater projects that is part of the UCI main stage season. So they will be doing six radio plays, all student written and student directed. And so these plays were written to be audio only, as in heard, like we are now on the radio. However, these plays will actually be presented in the Claire Trevor Theater live on stage and then will be also released as a purely audio play. So that's pretty great. It's kind of their way of testing the return to live theater and also making sure that it's still something to see, even if we were to transition back to online or something like that with COVID. So I am directing a play called Do You Trust Me, written by the very talented Summer Session. And it's kind of a a bit of a thriller, science fiction, and it's really a story about friendship and trust. And I'm very excited to be working on it. So you can see all of those audio plays November 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Claire Trevor Theater and more information would be on the UCI drama website. Great. Excuse me just for a moment while I update our audience, Sabelle. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, you're listening to UCI Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and my guest today is the new co-host of UCI Conversations, undergrad drama major Sabelle Kaler. Over the last year and a half, her weekly KUCI show has been Office Hours, And she will still be using that name during her UCI conversation segments every other week on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. And we're just getting to know her. And she's talking about all of her work in the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. How about, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it's hard to talk about like favorites, but in terms of memorable actors or actresses, anything come to mind that's like, wow, that performance was so powerful that I just always remember it? That's a great question. I would say Anne Hathaway is an actress who I just, you know, she's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I think she's hilarious. Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, always comes in with brilliant, brilliant performances. One of my favorite movies is Thelma and Louise. Absolutely Love the performances from those actresses. Yeah, again, it's hard to to mention, you know, just just one. Robin Williams is a favorite for sure. Right. I love Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poet Society. So yeah. there's a lot of great actors out there. Yeah, definitely. Now, is there something in the drama department called the Brick Theater Company? Is is that ongoing? Yes, that is ongoing. Brick Theater Company is an LGBTQ theater organization on campus. It is a student-run club, and I am one of the co-captains. And we put on many theater projects focusing on new work and intersectional voices. Interesting. Is there anything coming up? Yes, actually. uh, We have our annual event, the New Play Festival, coming up. And this is a collection of student-written new plays done as staged readings and focusing on LGBT 
themes. And so that will be happening around November or December of this year, the end of the quarter. Gotcha. Excellent. I'll be looking for that. When did you start at UCI? I started at UCI as a freshman in fall 2018. And I'm sure COVID just was a shock to you as well as all of us. What happened? Did you, when, when they shut down the campus, did you just go back to Las Vegas or what happened? I did go back to Las Vegas. I remember the announcements came out right as final week was happening uh, at the end of the winter quarter of 2020. And it all happened very fast. (laughs) I was a host at KUCI at the time. And I think one of the last things I actually did was go to KUCI and the station and I was uploading one of my public affairs podcasts and my sister showed up and we drove back to Vegas and there I stayed for the rest of the year. It was definitely very interesting to figure out how can I continue in being a theater major and a film major in this situation. You know, as far as films went, I wasn't near any crew or actors that I knew. Film is actually a very collaborative art as well as theater, and it's very hard to make a film alone. And I didn't have any equipment or, you know, a good camera either. And then, you know, with theater, obviously, it's difficult to do that alone over Zoom. However, I did make two documentaries and worked on several Zoom audio plays that year. Mm. So I tried to make the most of it and I actually made a lot of great connections. And even though the work I did was limited by the situation, I still was grateful to be able to still create and still work on things. Very good. Now, when did you actually come back to UCI? Three days ago, I (laughs) arrived at UCI. I was actually working in LA for the summer, which sort of was the kind of end of the quarantine for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I arrived three days ago. Gotcha. Did you always know you'd be involved with the college radio station? You know, it was always something that I, it seemed interesting, but I just never went out and did it until fall of my second year. And I love NPR. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I like listening to it. And that was what gave me the idea for a show that would interview various professors from around UCI about the research they were doing. Because I know that a lot of really excellent research and projects happen here at this school. And I thought that it was a shame that a lot of people who would know about it would only be people involved in that field or taking classes from them. So I really wanted to just kind of create interesting and educational content and meet a bunch of interesting people and learn about a bunch of interesting things. So I did my KUCI training in fall of 2019 and started office hours the next quarter. Gotcha. Excellent. Did somebody approach you about KUCI or did you search it out? How did you make the connection? I think I would see them boothing in the annual anteater involvement fair. Uh-huh. And 
I think I, I went up to the booth and signed up for the training class. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So was this at all true for you? Because when I went through the training and I, you know, I submitted my demo tape and and then when they said, yeah, you got it, you have your show. And it, did you have a moment of like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what? How how am I going to do this? Did you have a moment like that or, or no? It was you, know, you were kind of calm the whole time. <laughs> I definitely did have a moment like that. Yeah. Um, it is it is very exciting when suddenly you're like, oh, in about a week or two, I have to actually be right. on the air. <laughs> right. And definitely. yeah, being in the station for the first time was, well, on air live for the first time was pretty daunting. I remember struggling with the technical aspects of it, especially trying to bring in a guest live over the phone was very difficult for me. And then I, after that first time, I realized that it was better to just record it earlier <laughs> than air it. So yeah. there was a learning curve. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's plus and minuses to everything, it seems like. Do you remember who your first guest was? I do. My first guest was a grad student at UCI in biology, Alexa Romich. A big thank you to her because she was an amazing first guest. She did epilepsy research on flies. And wow. I was very glad to have her. <laughs> epilepsy research on flies? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I actually just interviewed an insect specialist just a few weeks ago, and it was just like amazing. And he actually did a uh, research like it's when wounds won't heal and so they use the larva to i think it's called the larva that to to eat the dead tissue like on your body and there's like no way you know they can't surgically do it as well as what the you know what this fly larva will do so yeah it's isn't it amazing what you uncover through your public affairs show it's just fascinating it is really amazing how'd you find your first guest she was actually my TA. I was taking biology at the time. Yeah. So that's how it went. Yeah. Do you find that you you find a lot of guests just like about at least a third of them for me, like just in my, as I go along and I'll meet somebody, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's really interesting. And are you, you know, connected with UCI or maybe I'll know that they are. That's the one thing about UCI conversation if anybody touches UCI, whether they're a student, faculty, staff, or whether they're just a guest speaker that comes, you know, or does a Zoom project, anything that touches UCI, I've always made that. That's what it opens up. So um, it really is amazing. You've had a lot of guests, it sounds like. Any other, you know, one or two other memorable guests? I wouldn't even call them favorite. Just like, you know, any moments that you've had that, like, I cannot believe I'm talking to this person or, or, or something like that. Absolutely. To answer your earlier question, I, I do enjoy interviewing professors from film and media studies and drama who I might, you know, know personally. And obviously that's my field, but of course I really make an effort to kind of go all around the, the campus. So a lot mm -hmm. of them, I don't just meet, I have to, 
you know, kind of stalk them and, and reach out. <laughs> I know, um, <laughs> I know what you speak of. <laughs> yes. In terms of memorable interviews, I really tried to cover the coronavirus pandemic as it unfolded. And so actually I remember the very first couple cases of COVID in the U.S. back in January 2020, and I had just started to air. And I met with a public health grad student who was talking to me about the very, very early signs of coronavirus. And of course, this wasn't something that he was studying because it wasn't really a thing to be studied yet. He was just giving me his take as a public health student. And then after that, I was able to interview some really amazing scientists working on COVID-19. There was Dr. Wien Zhao, who was working on developing antigen tests for COVID, um, as well as a statistician who created a virus tracking or a case tracking website at UCI, Dr. Vladimir Minin. And that was great to t- talk to these experts, as well as I try to have a social justice sort of theme on my show as well sometimes. So I've done a lot of interviews about inequality in the justice system, in the education system, in the medical system. So I really enjoyed talking to Dr. John Billimick, who studies health inequality at UCI, mm-hmm. as well as many uh, sociologists, historians. I talked to Dr. Elizabeth Kaufman, who Mm -hmm. studies juvenile justice and psychology. And so if you want to hear any of these interviews, (laughs) little plug, you can go to bit.ly slash office hours KUCI. Excellent. I'm glad you got that in there. Since we're on the topic, do you have any perspective interviews coming up that you can talk about or mention or no it's the it's the start of the quarter and 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 you've just moved back so uh, anybody come to mind i have many people who i am reaching out to who i have in mind but i don't have anyone who i am confirmed to talk about at this moment gotcha Oh, well, it sounds like it's going to be a great partnership. I'm really looking forward to uh, exploring UCI together. Super. I see you're involved with, are they companies or not-for-profits? Is it Legwork Collective and PIC Agency? Is, Is that one organization or two? Or can you tell us about that? Yes. So Legwork Collective and PIC Agency are both companies. They are sister companies in that they are both headed by the film director, Pamela Green. And I currently work for both of these companies. Legwork Collective is a media and production company, and PIC is a motion graphics company that does titles, main titles and graphics and editing sequences for film and documentaries and TV. So it's been very exciting. We get, we get the chance to work on main titles for various different projects and shows. And through Legwork, we actually have a couple um, projects coming up that we're developing. And uh, we have a docu-series called Catching a Shadow, which highlights overlooked 
figures in history. And we also have a detective series about the very first female detective in America, Kate Warren, which will be called Aces Never Sleep. Interesting. Very good. And during the school year, you're working for them too? Yes, I work part-time. Are they in LA or, or in Orange County? They are in LA. I was in LA for the summer uh, working for that. So, yes. How about, are you involved with student government? Are you a senator for the School of Arts? I was the senator of the School of the Arts 2020 to 2021, last year. And I decided not to run for re-election for this year because I have many other things I need to do. (laughs) But yes, AUCI, I was in for three years, actually. The two years before that, I was an intern at AUCI. Hmm. And it's a great organization. They do a lot of organizing many events and programs for students within the school, as well as doing some really great advocating work on a local and state and national level. So there's a lot of great people and I was very happy to be involved. Very good. Excuse me one more time, Sabelle. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the UCI Conversation Show. My guest today is UCI undergrad theater major, senior Sabelle Kaler, who will be doing interviews every other week on UCI Conversations. And we're just getting to hear all about what she's involved with on campus and also off campus. Did I also see that you've been a social media manager? Yes, that was about two years ago. I worked for a nonprofit called 70 Million Voters and The goal was to encourage bipartisan youth voter turnout. So I worked on social media, encouraging young people like me to vote, which is, of course, extremely important. Right. How did you like that? Boy, I mean, are you all involved with social media or was that a whole new experience for you? How was it? I would say I'm not the most involved in social media personally, I am on Instagram. I definitely do not update it as much as a lot of people mm-hmm. actually don't have a personal Twitter that I use. But it wasn't hard. Like I, you know, I know the basics of social media as I think most young people do. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of posting studies and statistics as well as making, you know, humorous and lighthearted posts that would encourage people to vote. And how did it go? Did you feel like you made a difference? You know, could you see results from what you did? I don't have quantifiable numbers, but I did feel like I was contributing to uh, really helping make a change and encourage a lot of increased youth voter turnout in that election, which was the 2018 midterms. In that job, did you have to monitor You know, a lot of these different Things like Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr. How does it work? Are you having to monitor and then figure out where you should post? Yes, I I posted to all of those websites, but it is helpful to know, you know, what sites are getting a lot of engagement, what sites aren't, and what is the best thing to post in terms of getting engagement. So, Mm. yes, it was a very interesting experience. Mm. How does it feel to be back on campus? It feels great to be back. I really missed 
seeing a lot of people on campus. I didn't see anyone from UCI in person the entire year. So it was very nice to be back. And it's a little weird considering it kind of feels like the last year like didn't happen or was some weird time skip. <laughs> like a dream or something. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. But I'm very happy to be back and I will be so happy to set foot in the KUCI station again. Is everybody back? Do you feel like, oh yeah, your sense is that there's as many people on campus as when you left or what's that like? I think there is about as many people on campus as when I left. There may be some, especially international students who maybe haven't been able to return yet. I think most people are back at this point. And of course, there are a lot of students who I have not met in person before because we have basically two new years worth of students mm -hmm. who are now new to campus. And so it's been pretty cool trying to help everyone find their way around and welcoming all these new students. Very good. Are all your classes live or are there some online? Mine are all live now. There are still some online classes happening. For the most part, we are live gotcha. in person. And when you're in class, is it required that you wear a mask? What's the whole procedure? We are required to wear masks. And I think the vaccine has been mandated for all students and faculty. So I think it's good that we take these precautions because, you know, UCI is a large campus and the Delta variant remains a serious concern. But hopefully with these precautions, everything will be under control. Right. Are you graduating in May? Is that your goal? In June, yes. I will June. be graduating. And do you have a sense of like, you know, what are the major projects that you'll have in this last year? Or is it, have we already talked about them? Or is there, is there anything that, that you're going to be focusing on that we haven't touched on yet? Right. Well, yes. As I mentioned, I am directing a play this quarter. And my goal is to direct two more plays this year, probably one for each quarter, and really just do as much as I can before I leave. And then making short films as well is a huge focus. So I'll be making a short this quarter and hopefully maybe two more short films. One program that I'm always talking about and encouraging people to get involved with is Europe the Undergraduate Research Opportunity Program at UCI. Mm -hmm. And so they actually funded a short that I made my freshman year. And this year, they're also going to again fund a short film that I'm making. So it's a great oh. resource. So highly recommend any undergrad, whatever their field is, to get involved. You know, a lot of times I'll ask professors about adversity, you know, in terms of what they do when, when the going gets rough a little bit. Because a lot of times I think, especially young people look at professors, other people in successful positions, like it's been easy. And, you know, have you had any adversity in your life that you felt like, you know, that you had to just grind through or, or can you just address that? Right. Everybody, especially as an actor, I mean, that's part of what we identify, right. Is that, you know, people going through heightened states in their lives that, and to be able to show that in a play. I don't know. Can, can you talk about that at all? 
Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that I've always learned um, in, you know, directing or writing classes is that drama equals conflict. And so in any story, you know, it's all about the conflict. It's all about struggling and prevailing. And I would say that is, you know, true for life as well, of course. And I would count myself as very fortunate to, you know, always have grown up with enough to eat and, you know, shelter. And I would say I'm very lucky to have a wonderful family and um, very fortunate in that way. This last year did come with some adversity. Um, my, my mom has fought cancer for seven years. She was diagnosed in 2013. And that was definitely something that was a struggle throughout my teenage years. And our entire family basically trying to support her and come to terms with that. And uh, she did pass away during the the pandemic uh, from cancer in summer 2020. So that has been something that um, obviously has affected my whole family. But I think in times of adversity, it's good to really just reach out to the people who you're close to and vice versa. If someone you're close to is going through adversity, really reach out to them and hold them close and mm -hmm. try to keep doing things that you love. Mm -hmm. well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. How about, it sounds like you're pretty busy, but do you have things uh, that you do in your spare time? Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Um, you know, a lot of my hobbies end up being things that I am actually, you know, involved with my main work, which is great. For example, one of my main hobbies is singing. Always has been. I, I, I'm in choir. I love to write songs or just sit in front of the piano and sing, you know, all sorts of songs. So that's something that I love. I hope to actually release some music one day, <laughs> you know, just casually uh, record some songs that I've written. And yes, I, I play piano as well. And other hobbies. Oh, I love to write. Again, that's something that I, I write the films that I make. And I also have written a play um, that was performed last year. And so I try to write as much as I can. And other than that, just, you know, talking to my friends, watching movies and TV, hiking, going to the beach, things like that. Well, it sounds like you're in a great spot to achieve in your professional endeavors. Thank you, Sabelle, for being a guest on the show today. And thank you for being a co-host on the show. Really looking forward to it. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for having me as a co-host. I am so grateful and excited to be a part of the show. Thank you again to theater and film studies major Sabelle Kaler for sharing her life with us today. As the new co-host of this show, UCI Conversations, I'm particularly struck by her natural inquisitiveness to want to explore this academic research Disneyland called 
the University of California at Irvine. I think she'll be great and will bring a wonderful, youthful perspective. And we wish her the very, very best on this undergraduate senior year that she's about to endeavor upon. Wow, here we go. This will be exciting. So don't forget, next Wednesday at 4 p.m., Sabel Kaler will host UCI Conversations for the very first time. I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. And now turning the page, coming up next at the top of the hour is Change Agents with Oswaldo Diaz, the show about people who make a difference. Stay tuned. You've been listening to UCI Conversations, where every week we explore another corner of the land of blue and gold with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and zot, 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 everyday anteaters. If you'd like to hear an encore of this show or any of my past shows, simply go to my podcast website 24-7 at www.bossenmeyer.com. And comments and suggestions are always welcome at kboss at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Welcome, everybody, to the fall quarter 2021. Here we go. Good luck. And don't forget, good things come to people who work hard, stay safe, and as women's water polo coach Dan Klatt says, be good. I'm your host, Kevin Bostenmeyer. So long, everybody. Happy trails. And as always, playing out the hour is blues piano man extraordinaire Fred Kaplan from his CD Signifying. Enjoy. Enjoy.